You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. This is the Philadelphia 76ers postgame show. Phila Unite. Got again, Marco Bellinelli. It's raining triples in Philadelphia. The Sixers postgame show right now on 97.5 The Fanatic. 76ers backs against the wall looking for some grit, looking for some toughness. Do they have a guy for that? Absolutely. His name is Timothy John McConnell, and man, was he a phenomenal factor in tonight's game to keep the Sixers' season alive. Sixers over the Boston Celtics, 103-92. T.J. McConnell, the headliner, a career-high 19 points on 9 of 12, shooting one three-pointer, seven rebounds and five assists. Just his second start of the season, his first one all the way back at the end of November. One of the great subplots in a vital victory for the Sixers tonight. This best-of-seven Eastern Conference series in the semifinal round now stands at three games to one in favor of the Boston Celtics. Game number five coming up on Wednesday. But that's the big thing, the primary takeaway from tonight's game. There will be a game five for the Sixers. They responded with no margin for error tonight. They trailed by 1.22-21 after one quarter of play, but progressively as the game went along, the Sixers were able to establish and assert themselves on the interior. They dominated things inside, outscoring the Celtics by 22 in the paint. They were great on the glass, and on an evening when they needed perhaps their best defensive effort of this season, they got it. Boston shot just 41.5% from the floor, but really when you look at the first through third quarters, the Sixers were airtight. They made matters relatively more difficult on the wing for the likes of Jalen Brown and even Jason Tatum at times. Yeah, he had a few spurts here and there, but you could tell he wasn't quite as comfortable as he had been in the first three games in the series with T.J. McConnell making the start and guarding Terry Rozier. McConnell starting in place of Robert Covington. That allowed Ben Simmons to do some defense on the likes of Tatum, who came into tonight's game averaging a season-high points-per-game mark at just over 24, and the move worked. Brett Brown had to adapt and adjust. He had no other choice, and it was certainly 
before tip-off, when you were looking at things, you could look at it like it was a gamble, and it paid off big time for the Sixers in their 103-92 win over Boston. Ben Simmons, bounce-back effort, 19 points, 13 rebounds, fifth playoff double-double for the Sixers. Rookie had five assists as well. They were able to, the Sixers were, establish him on the block, and he was a very massive part of the Sixers' interior scoring Dario Sarge with 25, a nice shot of confidence for the second-year Croatian. Here's Brett Brown right now. Whatever you wanted to accomplish, he did that. Yeah. I mean, the obvious is, is, is the obvious. Like, yeah, that's how he plays. Like, there's an injection of energy that you immediately know you're going to get with him. And, you know, you heard me talk for the previous 48 hours of, of making sure that, that our spirit didn't take a hit. And I really felt when I personally zoomed in, what can I do to help the team the most, was to remind them of how good a season they have had to, to retain, maintain, increase their spirit, and uh, try to focus on that as much as anything. And there's no better player to help catapult the start of the game with that mindset than TJ. And the decision was was based on a, a lot of other things, but that is the main thing, just the energy and the spirit. Kai Corman, 1400 WOMD. Brett, what is it about TJ that like, he just continues to come out and fight and just give a spark to the team? What, what gives him that spark? I mean, he's got sort of unusual characteristic characteristics that that you wouldn't think like would be as successful in an NBA playoff game. And all of them, you know, equal sort of a tenacity, a heart, a commitment, a competitiveness. For sure, there's stuff off live balls and his breakaway type of speed. There's a tenacity with his defense. You know, I put him on Rogier. We ended up having to put him on Tatum. You know, then there's that team thing. And so... You know, he, he's, he's like a throwback type of player that he just is a tremendous teammate, an incredible competitor, and, uh, you know, the human side of all of us, where you see somebody like that do well, uh, I think sure comes out in, in each of us. Coach, center back row, center left back row, Michael Luongo, Radio, Associate Press Radio. Um, it seemed like this game kind of mirrored image the last few games going into the season where you took some shots early and then you guys found a way to kind of take over the second half tonight. Just talk about the way you guys kind of, again, took those shots early and uh, got it done and took control. I mean, I, I think if you, if you go to the defensive end, I thought we were solid defensively for the most part. I think the volume of threes that ultimately they were able to uh, get up is, is, is still a little bit disturbing. I, I think our first shot defense to hold them to however many offensive rebounds they ended up, but I, I don't believe it was many, you know, six. Like, th- th- that's a good commitment. And so when there was an abundance of rebounds to get, our first shot defense was pretty good. And, uh, you know, I think the attention to the three-point line is always on my mind. Offensively, the thing I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm most pleased with and most stood out is if you look at, like, the distribution of shots, and you look at 24 assists on 38 made baskets in a relatively low-scoring game, and then you say you really didn't have that many turnovers. 
like those things alone um, are impressive for us because, you know, sometimes in the past they have haunted us. That's how I see the game, you know, and in the, uh, in the light of day. Brett, Sarah Todd, Philadelphia Inquirer, Philly.com. What did you see that allowed Dario to get going tonight in a way that he hadn't in the previous three? I mean, he made some long twos. I think there was a toughness, you know, not, not that dissimilar to TJ. You know, when you start looking, he was 9 for 17, you know, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, you know, just solid. And uh, there were lots of similar things that I just would have declared about TJ that you could equally say about Dario. And uh, those types of people that, that, that care for their teammates, that are proud to be a Philadelphia 76er, it means something. It means something. Are priceless are priceless, and, and both of those guys tonight uh, really showed, I think, that type of spirit. We'll leave it at that with 76ers head coach Brett Brown. It's really ironic that before the game, during Brett's pregame press conference, he has these about an hour, 45 minutes before the start of home games. He was talking about what it might take for a team to try and dig itself out of a 3 nothing hole in a best-of-seven series and some of the things that go into that. And he's like, you know, there's this debate between is it a matter of talent? Are there some more holistic factors at work in terms of spirit, attitude, mindset? And sure enough, in this game tonight, the Sixers, their talented players, stepped up and delivered. No question, Ben Simmons, really strong. Joel Embiid had a really positive impact on the stat sheet with 15 and 13. He was a plus 22. That was a game high. But guys like, as Brett just said, T.J. McConnell and Dario Sarge, so much a part of the spirit animal crew of this hungry young team with absolutely essential efforts tonight. McConnell, career-high 19 points in just his second start of the season. Dario Scharch, a playoff-high 25 points. He had 25 total points in games 3 and 2 combined in this series. For the Sixers, they pick up a win that was... Obviously, no doubt about it, no other choice but to get this one and stay alive. They move on to Boston for Game 5 on Wednesday. Before we heard from Brett Brown, we talked about what the Sixers did on the interior in terms of scoring, what they did defensively, containing some of Boston's primary threats. You know, Al Horford was held in check for the most part with 10 points. Tatum, yeah, he got 20. Uh, He was 7 of 16 from the field. Terry Rozier, 11 points on 4 of 11. Marcus Smart, 14, 5 of 12. Uh, Jalen Brown, just 8 points, 2 of 6. He was in foul trouble throughout the game. So many times, how much did we see Aaron Baines getting a relatively late shot clock look at a corner three? And you know what? Still, even with the way he's shot the ball relatively better from three in this series, if that's the end outcome late in the possession that Aaron Baines is putting up a three-pointer, you have to feel the 76ers would live with that. So their interior scoring and defense was really good tonight for the Sixers, but so too is ball security. And, of course, going back to game three, Um, on Saturday, how many crucial lapses plagued the Sixers late down the stretch. And tonight they finished with 10 turnovers. They only committed four for the first three periods of play, and the Sixers end up outscoring Boston 16-3 to off turnovers while forcing Boston into 15. So some really good stuff for the 76ers tonight in front of nearly 20,000 fans down here at the center. There are building blocks, and at the very least, 
things to build upon moving forward. 103-92, 76ers over the Celtics. In game number four, they stay alive. The series is now at three games to one, heading back to Boston. The Sixers have a chance. We have a chance to speak with Tom McGinnis. He's awaiting and standing by. We will speak with him next as postgame coverage continues from the center here on the Sixers Radio Network. 76ers and the Boston Celtics in a winner-go-home game four here at the center. Brian Seltzer with you from Sixers.com. And the Sixers behind T.J. McConnell and a renewed spirit from this team that McConnell was so important in helping spark end up knocking off Boston tonight 103-92. Tom McGinnis had the call of tonight's game. And, Tom, it was about, let's say, what, three hours ago that we were wrapping up pregame coverage and you had the sheet delivered to you in your hand and you were looking at it like, oh, who's that at the two-guard spot? T.J. McConnell? How awesome is he? Well, wait a minute. I had a scoop 50 minutes before that when I sit with the coach and didn't say, coach, any lineup changes for the ball club? (laughs) Not that he would have shared, and I don't blame him because that was a great call. Gutsy move, huh? I mean, again, he only started two games all year. Covington had started all 80 games. But, again, I think it goes beyond, although, as Coach alluded to, there were other reasons, and obviously part of it is that Covington has struggled mightily in three of the four games, the exception being game two when he had 22 points and eight field goals. But McConnell, again, we've all seen it, certainly over the years, and he literally had 20,000 people in the palm of his hand the way he played the night. And one thing I noticed too, Brian, and you've seen this so many times, so the Sixers refer to this as the dribble keep or the Gretzky, and that is like a fish hook dribble move where he goes into the paint, but the big guys are lurking, so he doesn't shoot it, so he curls out outside the lane and then kind of finds something from there, whether it's somebody back on the perimeter or sometimes he even turns and shoots the fadeaway shot like the Carmelo Anthony shot last year or the shot he had in Orlando. But tonight he kept it a lot. In other words, he didn't do that. He kept on driving. He got by the initial defender and got there so quickly and yet in time to be able to put it off the glass and was just playing so fired up. It was. It was an amazing performance. And Dario, same thing. And, again, a lot of those same characteristics, as Coach Brown mentioned, are are tethered. They're almost very similar in terms of they play with their heart and their soul and a chip on their shoulder, whatever you want to say. And uh, with Dario, again, it's it's not like it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's picturesque skyhook where it's soaring over people and it's going in like a like basketball art. It goes in though. Dario able to you know throw just get to the tiniest amount of separation to be able to get the shot off, battling for those interior baskets. And we mentioned some of those uh, numbers in the paint where the Sixers had 52 points in the paint. Well, a lot of those really credited to Dario. And, man, as he fight for some of those rebounds, he really keeps the Sixers uh, alive even after misses. 76ers over the Boston Celtics, 103-92 in a vital Game 4 victory. Back up to Boston go the Sixers for Wednesday night. It's interesting when you're trying to decipher what some of the principles involved in these postseason matchups are saying and looking for tells. Something that Brett Brown said yesterday afternoon in Camden was, you know, what I am looking at are guys like... T.J. McConnell and Ursan Ilyasova, what I might be able to do more of with them. Well, McConnell gets the start. Ilyasova was the first and primary big man used off the bench. Uh, we did not see Amir Johnson at all in this game. And another thing Brett mentioned yesterday, someone asked him, would you like to see Ben Simmons just put his head down and drive to the basket? Brown said that would be nice, but really what I'm most interested in is seeing how we might be able to get him deeper, closer to the rim for post-ups. And that was something the Sixers were able to do with McConnell out there, and they had success with it. 
No doubt about it. Ben played great. Both he and Joel with double doubles, and Simmons was really aggressive, as you say, getting down low. He had a really good game. But let's let's talk real quick about going to Boston and winning and keeping this series alive because the Sixers, again, they've done some really good things. I mean, obviously in game two, creating the big lead. At some point, now Boston's really terrific at running the Sixers off the line, but at some point the Sixers have got to hopefully, if they're going to stay alive in this series, catch fire from beyond the arc. Instead of shooting 30-something percent, you know, have one of those games where they get 12, 14, 15 made three-point field goals and give themselves like the formula for road teams, whether it's the regular season and the Sixers played really well. I mean, that loss in Boston, they had won nine consecutive road games when they lost game one, if I'm not mistaken. But just like the Celtics did here the other day Saturday, and that is, Keep yourself in the game. Give yourself an opportunity because you start to fall down, let's say, a double-digit lead for Boston, and now the pressure gets on the Sixers to keep their season alive. So just play with confidence. Play with that same spirit. Again, you have nothing to lose. You've been counted out in the series, down three games to none. Play, Play just like you played tonight. And it's a very difficult place to play, not unlike here, but, you know, 18,000-plus there, it roars, and it has been so loud in the first two games of this series. But uh, the Sixers certainly now have to have some confidence. I think they have a little bit of a formula, and something had to change. And Brett Brown, you know, went with it, and uh, I'm sure they molded over and talked about it. But this was a major tweak to the lineup and a huge spark bringing McConnell in. And, and now you got to stay with it. And who knows, maybe Covington gets a hot hand and Earson really wasn't effective from afar, but I think he gives the Sixers some great backup minutes. He certainly gives the Sixers more scoring uh, when you mentioned that he played in lieu of Amir. But, uh, and now we got a series, you know what I mean? And it's still a huge fight for the Sixers. But, you know, it's, it's like if you're down in a golf tournament and, you know, you can't make it all up on one hole. you got to take it stroke by stroke, and in this case, possession by possession, win each quarter, put yourself in a position to win the game, and take one game at a time, as obvious as that sounds and as cliche as it might be. It it is what the Sixers have to do, and now go back up there on on Wednesday night and steal if they can't steal a game on the road and keep the series alive and bring it back here to Philadelphia. 76ers beat Boston 103-92 with T.J. McConnell. Leading the way, great games for Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Dario Saric. Defensively, Tom, that's been a big theme of this series, as you would expect it to be in the playoffs in general. These were two of the top three defensive-rated teams during the regular season. And there have been some lapses from the Sixers through games one through three. It sounded like Brett Brown was generally okay with the way they played defense, but it seemed like tonight in the most needed time they took it to a new level. They were aggressive. Um, I know that Tatum finished with 20 points, but he didn't feel and look quite as comfortable as he had at other moments in this series. Jalen Brown couldn't really get himself into a rhythm. And those two wing players presented major problems, uh, particularly in games two and three, for what Boston could do. And the Sixers, they had answers. That too. And Rozier was not a huge factor in this game. And Horford was kept in check. And that's been their big four. They used to have the big three. Well, now these guys, without the uh, Stars and Hayward and Irving, have kind of done the the big time work for Boston they've been brilliant in this series and uh, you know the fouls ended up being about the same in the game in total but Boston had Tatum had three early again as he did Saturday in game three 
Brown ended up with five. Uh, they had that segment, you know, where Marcus Smart got a little involved there, and they got those technicals on Coach Steven, and I believe J- Jalen Brown ended up one. That was a five-point possession for the Sixers. And, again, they built up a cushion, uh, as you say, partly on their defense, but they built up enough of a, shall we say, insurance on the big board where they never let Boston cut the lead down where it really got tense. And, uh, obviously, that helped the 76ers because – you know, four minutes to go, they were still up by 10. It got to 12. It never really got down below seven. Leading the entire second half was huge. The defense was very good uh, for the Sixers, and they needed to keep that up because, let's be honest, like I said early in this series, I thought the rest would help the Sixers. They just played five games. They played a regular season. Well, in fact, it didn't help the Sixers, and now maybe they'll get back into their rhythm with this every-other-day routine that is the playoffs, and maybe they'll get back to how they were playing toward the end of that regular season with the 16 consecutive wins. It won't be easy because Boston has dominated the Sixers when you consider they won three or four in the regular season. They've already won three or four in this postseason. But you win one game on Wednesday and keep yourselves alive, as I said, and keep battling. They've done a lot of things. They found a little something with McConnell. Do we expect TJ to have 19 points and play nearly textbook? He had no turnovers, by the way, in almost 39 minutes. Maybe not, but he's going to play the same way. He's going to, you know, play – the way he plays with 100% effort and be a spark plug for this ball club. But a great night here, and again, trying to keep the season alive in Boston. Great stuff, as always, from Tom McGinnis. He'll have a Game 5 call coming up on Wednesday, either 6 or 8 o'clock, depending on what happens with Toronto Real quick, and Brian, Cleveland. last yes. thing, and this is going to be written about, but uh, the Sixers packed their bags. So they're they're going to Boston right now. And I, I'll try to find out what the rationale is. But part of it, I think, is the confidence. They don't say, hey, we're going to win the game, so put your bags in the foyer, and then tomorrow we're going to – you know what I mean? They're packing your ba- – it was a confident, a bold move, like we're packing, we're leaving after the game. We're going to Boston. And that, that's what occurred. But I got a sense that will be part of a, the locker room conversation with the press, with the players, and a bold statement. So we're going to Beantown right now. Tom McGinnis, you'll hear him on Wednesday. 76ers top of the Boston Celtics. They stay alive 103 to 92. Sounds like we have a 76er at the podium. His name is Ben Simmons. Before we go to break, let's listen in on Ben Simmons. Can you just please tell us a bit about the kangaroo bling because they love it back home? For me, I, I'm not ready to go home. Uh, and start my vacation, definitely not. And, you know, I spoke to, I texted Joe before the game and and we spoke about it. We we want to be here, um, and we believe our time is now. Uh, it's going to take a lot, but that's just the way our mindset is. We know we're leaders of this team, um, and the bling that's you know, that's something just to represent home. Let's catch you anything in this episode. Joel, Jay, Justin, the three of you. Joel, Justin, the three of you. Joel, Justin, the he <laughs> was like he was asking about the relationship that I have with the fans and that. Um, should I answer that in French or English? French. Uh, <laughs> well, man, my relation, my relation with you know the fans, the feeling, it's completely different because they understand and then on se comprend aussi. So that is Joel Embiid giving us a little bit of. S- French insights on tonight's game. Wish I could offer the direct translation. However, 
that will be an effort for perhaps next season. All right, we still got some highlights to get to from Tom's radio call. Divine Givens will be coming up after we wrap up here at the center. Sixers win, beating Boston 103-92. We'll continue to talk about it after this on the Sixers Radio Network. 97.5, the Fanatic. 97.5, the Fanatic. 76ers and the Boston Celtics round four in this best of seven Eastern Conference semifinal series. The stakes were obvious with Boston having won the first three games. Here are some of Tom McGinnis's highlights from tonight's radio broadcast. Early on, the points were tough to come by from both teams to the top defensive teams in the regular season in the NBA, but in the final moments of the first quarter, the 76ers, a little burst back in front. Here's Redick for three, front rim and off. No, and B with a range rebound back to Redick in the corner. Off balance shot for three is good. J.J. Redick going to the left corner, able to get it to go. And B with his fifth rebound, Redick with his first three. Boardmanship, a big storyline in this game. The Sixers were on points in the first quarter. That gave them a 21-19 lead. Redick all seven of his points in the first quarter. Sixers trailed by one, 22-21. On to quarter number two. The Celtics went up by as many as six points at 38-32. From there, the Sixers got Roland Dario Scharge helping establish something on the inside. With his second field goal, his first three, Boston now five threes. They've scored five in a row. Dario the other way right at Morrison. He scores it in a foul. Rugged play inside by Dario Saric. It's 38-34. Great to see him get some of that ruggedness back after Boston had kept Saric in check pretty much through games one through three of the series. In the final moments of the half, Joel Embiid helping set the tone going into the locker room. I don't know if he realizes how much time is left. Now J.J. back to Embiid. He dribbles and jams. One second to go. He sure does know how much time. Embiid dunks it. Sixes by four. Here's Horford. He will not get a shot off to close out the first half of play. Real good side pick and roll action. Redick and Embiid sending the 76ers in the locker room with a 47-43 advantage. First scoring play of the second half. Sixers got Ben Simmons down low on a post-up. He was fed from up top by T.J. McConnell. Simmons, his interior scoring, that was a key to the Sixers maintaining control in the third. Ben with it, blocked by Horford. Simmons gets it again. He can't get free. Three to shoot. Now T.J. McConnell back to Ben, and Simmons jams it. So T.J. McConnell makes the play. Simmons could not get around Horford, so he gave it up and got it back. And for as much as he played setup man tonight, T.J. McConnell also in the scoring act. Rebound McConnell, sixes across midcourt. T.J. crosses over Rozier, and a layup, a dribble drive. T.J. McConnell puts it in. He's staring at his hand. I'm not sure what that means, but it looks good as he drives by Rozier. More from McConnell in just a little bit later on in our recap. Joel Embiid in the midst of a key run that expanded the Sixers' lead to double figures late in the third. Covington for three, no good. Rebound Irsan, put back by Elias Soba, no good. Joel gets it and dunks it. The Sixers with a rebound, put back, jam. Elias Soba playing well, missed that though, and now the Sixers by 11. 73-62, Sixers led 76-65 going into the fourth. First time in the series, the Sixers with a lead after three quarters of play. Dario Scharch, another and one early in the fourth, followed by a Robert Covington three. That opened up the lead back to 16. T.J. McConnell, a man not to be denied in this one tonight. 
TJ again in the lane, shoots a lamp, and good! He is slicing right through the Celtics. TJ McConnell with 17 points. He's 8 for 11. That made it 86-68, to 68, tying a game-high lead for the Sixers at 18. There was a timeout after that. The crowd was chanting, TJ, TJ, TJ. I mean, just it's going to be written about. It's already been written about and talked about, but just how far this guy has come. Pretty remarkable and only fitting that with less than two minutes to go, it was McConnell who pretty much put this one out of reach for Boston. Sharks will hold it out top. Now T.J. McConnell goes to get it. Two minutes to go. The Sixers up by 10. McConnell spins, drives, keeps it. Underhand scoop shot is good. He, too, has been a major player for the Sixers. He's got 19. And that a new career high in scoring for one T.J. McConnell. Final notes from the stat sheet. 76ers defense turned up tonight. They held Boston to 41.5% shooting the Sixers. They shot 40.5% from the field. The Sixers, however, they were really doing a great job of making Boston feel them. Got aggressive on the wings. Did a better job of staying tight on the perimeter in particular. And all around, just a very solid defensive performance by the Sixers. Boston 11 of 32 from outside the arc the Sixers 7 of 26 Sixers 20 of 26 they made their free throws at the stripe Boston 19 of 26 the Sixers great on the glass they were plus 10 overall and also uh, those 10 rebounds in terms of the differential all coming on the offensive glass helping the Sixers to an 18 to 9 advantage in second chance points 15 turnovers committed by Boston 10 for the Sixers six of those coming in the fourth quarter when the Sixers were in control the Sixers outscore the Celtics 16 to 3 off turnovers and some other key areas where the Sixers had an advantage 52 to 30 in points scored in the paint that a big reason why the 76ers were able to get the job done this evening individual scoring notes and other such things from the stat line jason tatum led boston with 20 he was 7 of 16 from the field 17 for marcus morris off the bench 11 for terry rogier on 4 for 11 shooting smart was 5 for 12 with 14 10 points and 10 rebounds for al horford certainly not the impact that he had in helping boston get over the top in overtime in game number three now for the sixers dario sharch new postseason high with 25 points nine of 17 overall he had eight rebounds and four assists. J.J. Redick helped get the Sixers off to a good start. He had seven points, but he was plus 17 for the game. Joel Embiid, a game-best, plus 22, 15 points, 13 rebounds, his sixth straight double-double in the playoffs. Ben Simmons with 19 to go along with 13 rebounds and five assists, double-double number five for him. And T.J. McConnell, of course, tremendous in his second start of the season. Career-high 19 points, 9 of 12 from the field. He had his only three-pointer, Seven rebounds and five assists and not a single turnover on the night for the victorious 76ers. It is now three games to one in favor of the Boston Celtics as the Sixers will look to make it two in a row on Wednesday night when they visit TD Garden where Boston has not lost yet this season. The Sixers trying to change that trend and gain some momentum and bring things back to South Philadelphia for a game six potentially on Friday. As for when Wednesday's game is going to be played, stay tuned to what happens in the Cavaliers-Raptors game being played right now. 
Toronto's in front, 38-36, with about four minutes gone by in the second quarter. Should Cleveland win and sweep the series, the Sixers will play in the 8 o'clock slot on TNT. That would be on Wednesday. But if the Raptors were to push the series to a fifth game, Sixers would start early at 6 o'clock on Wednesday at TD Garden with the Cleveland-Toronto game at 8.30. That'll do it from down here at the center. Big thanks to everyone involved in tonight's broadcast back at the studio. Alan Yates and Tyler Zuli here on site. Our engineer extraordinaire is Marty Dickerson holding things down. A reminder, Devon Givens is coming up next. Call him up at 610-632-0975. Now for the radio voice of the 76ers, Tom McGinnis. Brian Seltzer saying so long for now. One final time, the final score. It was the 76ers, 103, and the Boston Celtics, 92. Have a great rest of your Monday night. We will talk to you on Wednesday from all of us here at the Sixers Radio Network. Following the Sixers win, Tom McGinnis had a chance to catch up with one of the players afterwards. We're joined courtside by Ben Simmons. Ben, congratulations. Great job. You and Joel had double-doubles. We talked about TJ and Dario and what performances those guys had. Your thoughts in general after this one? We just got to start chipping. Uh, Play-by-play, everybody knows what it's going to take. It's going to take a lot from us, um, the coaching staff especially. Uh, you know, everybody on from 1, one, one to 10, 15, whatever it is, we all got to play and be ready to play. Um, this, is, this is a team game, and we know what it's going to take. You guys, I was just mentioning the numbers in the paint. I thought you were very aggressive from the second quarter on. 44 points in the lane, showing you were going to be assertive attacking the basket. Definitely. I think, I think Coach did a great job in putting me in the right position. Um, a lot of respect for him. He put me in a great position to get those buckets um, and find my teammates. You know, everybody did a great job today. TJ, I was saying Dario and TJ right in there in the heart and soul of your club. McConnell has a, a spirit that is just it, is it contagious? It seems that way to the other players Definitely. as well. We needed that today. He, he had a great game. Uh, probably one of the reasons we got the win. Uh, but, you know, especially when he brings it, you know, it gives everybody else energy. Ben, congrats. We'll see you in Boston. Appreciate it. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.